0: On today's episode of Career Passport, we are so excited to have Khalig Glorinac, the senior manager of our translation department based out of Montreal. a bienvenue to the show. Bonjour Donna, ça me fait très très plaisir d'être ici avec toi aujourd'hui. Yes, we're so excited to have you and partners might not even know about your role, but before we do dive into your department, to kick us off, can you actually share a little bit about your career journey?
1: Sure. Um, I really don't have a very traditional career trajectory in terms of the translator role. The typical translator role is really, you know, you, you go to university, you get a bachelor's degree in translation, and then, poof, you know, you land in a company and you, <laughs> you, 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 you learn the ropes basically on the job. I'm originally from France, and I came over to Canada, I think I was about two, three years old. I went to CGEP, so CGEP is the two-year program that we have in Quebec just before university, and that's the equivalent of grade 12. Between CGEP and university, I took a summer job in an advertising agency and working for this advertising agency, I came in contact with the translation firm that they were doing business with. And in being in contact with the translation agency, I built up a relationship with them. And at the end of the summer, The translation agency said to me, well, have you thought about a career in translation? You speak perfect French and perfect English, and, you know, this might be a good option for you. So I put my university studies on hold, and I went to work for this translation agency. And just a few months into it, I knew this was the thing for me, and I started a degree in translation. I worked there for about two or three years, really learning the ropes, doing really small translations, getting a lot of feedback, getting all of the coaching that you can get in a very small firm. And then I moved on to a large telecom company where I worked for 16 years, still in translation. And then I moved over to Starbucks. I was completely uh, enamored with the coffee culture and I've been here for seven years. Time
0: flies. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad to have you here in the translation team, which is part of the public affairs department for those who don't know. And so are you able to share a little bit about the structure of uh, your team? Translation departments
1: really vary a lot from one company to another. It really depends on a variety of different factors, the type of content, the volume of content, the speed at which the content is required. Our business model requires speed and efficiency. So we have a business model where we hire only senior translators. And what that means is that when you're a senior translator, you no longer need to have your work reviewed by a more senior translator. You're at that level where the work that you do is good enough to go. Nobody needs to proofread whatever it is that you do. So we currently have myself, the senior manager of the team, and my job essentially is to receive all of the different translation requests, analyze them, sort through them, and then decide who the best person on the team to assign the translation work to. So supporting me on this team, there are four senior translators. They kind of all have their areas of expertise. So we have one person who works specifically with human resources type content and one person who really knows about operational type content and one person that's really, really good at all of the learning and training content.
0: Thanks for that, colleague. The translation team obviously translates content from English to French, but there's so much more to this job, especially with the types of content that your team actually handles. So can you actually dive a little bit into what that work entails and what the scope of it is?
1: Yeah, we translate absolutely everything that you can imagine a French-speaking partner would require, and that goes from job descriptions to press releases, packaging, operational type documents, and communications like the weekly update, digital content like Starbucks Rewards, and all of the digital tools that are required at the store level, like My Daily and Pull to Thaw and Playbuilder. We also handle all of the training content and modules such as Barista Basics and
0: Think of Career Passport podcasts. Those get translated too. Yes, we've benefited greatly from all of your translations for the transcripts. Just to transition a little bit, we're really curious to know what does a week in the life look like for you as a translation manager and also for translators?
1: Well, there really is no typical work week because we really rely on the content that is sent to us. So there's very little predictability in terms of what is coming down the pipe. We kind of have to roll with the punches. But my role as a translation manager is really to field all of that content that comes through and evaluate it in different ways and to make the decision whether we're going to translate it internally or if we're gonna outsource it. And then once that decision has been made, assign to the various different people involved, making sure that we meet the deadlines of the people who've requested the content and so on and so forth. In terms of the translators on my team, well, they receive the translation requests, they translate and then they return. If they're translating the content, there are other instances where they're going to review the content. You know how I was talking about how all of them are senior translators and as senior translators, they have to have both the ability to translate and to review third-party content. So if they're in a review mode of their role, they're going to be reviewing the content that's been translated by a third party vendor. So they're going to
0: take the English
1: content and they're going to compare it to the translation and make sure that they match.
0: Uh, Very neat. There must be sometimes duplicate words that are used. So really curious to know, like, what are some of those tools that your team uses to manage your workflow, to make it more efficient and effective?
1: That's a really good question because I think a lot of people really don't know just how much technology there is behind the translation function. We think it's still a very, very much a human activity, which it is, but there are a lot of technology tools that help the work that translators do. So, one of the primary tools that we use is the Translation Management System. We usually refer to it as a TMS and pretty much it is a portal that allows any partner at starbucks to submit translation requests so it's super easy to use it's an interface where you indicate your preferred turnaround time you pop in your document any special instructions that you may have and poof off it goes and it lands on my desk and once it's landed on my desk one of the neat things about the tms is that in the back end, there is another tool called TM. TM stands for translation memory. And what the TM does is it records absolutely everything that is translated. So when a new translation request comes in through the TMS, it's run through the TM, the translation memory. This is a super important tool because it's basically a big huge database of all of the content that's translated and it records by sentence. So each English sentence has its French equivalent sentence and it's recorded. And the reason it's super important is because whenever we get a new translation request, we run it through the translation memory tool and the translation memory tool will extract anything that's been translated previously and provide it to us so that we don't have to retranslate it. And then when what's left over. What doesn't exist in the translation memory is what the translators are going to have to work on. And there's a whole bunch of other technologies, emerging technologies that are that are coming out right now that are being worked on with artificial intelligence. They're not quite up to the level that they can be used commercially at this point, but I know there's a lot, a lot of research going on right now.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. Like I guess people would have never thought about uh, finding efficiencies in translations, but it's awesome that there's technology being put towards it. And we're curious to know, how is success measured in your team, considering that the workflow is not as predictable as a regular operational job? Like, What metrics does your team use to track success?
1: The whole translation function measures productivity, how long a translation will take to be produced in terms of number of words. So the first thing we do when we receive a translation request is really look at the number of words. And we know typically, depending on the number of years of experience of a translator, just how much, how many words they can translate per day. So typically a junior translator, so someone that has between zero and three years of experience, we can expect about 800 words of translation per day. But as they build up their knowledge and they know more and they're more confident, a senior translator, for example, can produce about 1,500 words per day.
0: That's a lot of words uh, <laughs> that are being translated. Do you find that you have like dictionaries in front of you a lot of the times?
1: Well, we used to. We used to rely you know, on paper dictionaries, but now everything's digital. We, we have a whole bunch of dictionaries that are digital. We also have this really neat little tool called Antidote that's uh, like overlaid on all of our translation tools that actually corrects grammar and spelling on the fly. So super, super useful.
0: That's super cool. And so I'm sure that there are a pocket of partners who are listening who are bilingual and maybe thinking about what they wanna pursue. What is required for those who are interested in a career in translation?
1: Well, obviously the ability to translate, right? And one of the things we always think is because we speak two languages, we can translate them, but it's really not that simple. And although you know there, there are exceptions to the rule, some people just naturally know how to translate. A degree in translation is really essential because it it walks you through all of that theory and all of that background that you need to learn the profession of translation. There are different techniques. You don't translate literary content in the same way as you translate business content. And then you have to be able to work with different levels of language. So... By levels, I mean the formality in which you're going to translate some types of content like press releases are super formal or corporate communications are super formal. But when you're going to talk to partners, you're going to be a lot more informal. So you have to be able to negotiate all of that as you're translating. Another key thing that you need as a translator is a, a calm disposition. You have to be able to keep calm under pressure and you have to be able to deal with quick and changing priorities. I think it happens on a daily basis that I'll assign, you know, a translation to someone on my team in the morning. And then by mid-afternoon, there's like two or three small requests that have to pop in and be translated before the end of the day. So you kind of have to put the work that you had assigned in the morning aside so that you can do the two, three small translations before the end of the day. So you have to be able to deal with all of that.
0: Uh, okay, for sure. These are really great characteristic traits that you've identified colleague, after basically 20 years in the translation industry. Do you have any career advice for those who want to become translators or just career advice overall as we wrap up this episode?
1: Sure. I would say that except to start small, you know, look around your family and your friends and um, try to help them out in any of their translation needs. I know that when I started, one of the requests that I got most often was to translate resumes. I got a lot of people amongst my friends that needed their resumes translated. So I, I did a lot of those at the beginning of my career. It was a great way to learn, to learn the ropes. And it was a great way to get feedback. So seize all of those opportunities to do little bits of translation here and there so that you can build up your knowledge base. I would also say that learn everything that you can about digital tools. Uh, like I was saying earlier, there's a lot of technology behind the translation function. And although it's really super important to know all of the theory in terms of techniques as to how to translate, you've also got to know how to navigate all of those digital tools. There are standards in the industry now that require knowledge of specific tools. And much like you know, if you if you've got a desk job nowadays. You need to know all of the Microsoft suite of Office tools. It's the same thing in translation worlds. There's like some definite tools that you need to know. So you look into that
0: and make sure you know them. That's awesome career advice and I really want to thank you for giving us a glimpse of the translation world at Starbucks Canada and uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well thanks for having me this was super super fun. And that wraps up this episode of Career Passport. Be sure to like subscribe and if you feel up for it even give us a review. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Donna Ewan and this is Starbucks Canada Career Passport.